Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith, and it is quarter number one of our show. Dustin, you ready to talk some Penn State football? Yeah, look at looking at the NFL Combine. I, I, I kind of I really love this weekend, especially with um, you know the way that Penn State has performed at this event in, in recent history. And I feel like they, I don't think this time around there have been the real head turners like we've seen in the past. But I thought a pretty representative performance by this group. It, it definitely was, and I'll call a little bit of a mixed bag. I, but I think partially I feel that way because just like you said, we've gotten so conditioned to these exceptional appearances and it's like where did that guy come from and that number so I think our expectation level got so high we went into this thinking uh Jahan Dotson uh Jaquan Brisker would be running in the four threes and that didn't happen and I think there are some people saying oh my god I didn't realize they were that slow you know, since yeah. when did a four four three be slow? Yeah, I, but it's 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 all relative, I guess. And I think you know this time of year, even draft pundits aren't as intimately aware of everybody's ins and outs. What makes a player go? And I, I've seen the sentiment out there about Jahan Dotson being a deep threat and being compared to Deshaun Jackson, and it's like. I don't know. I mean, I think he's capable of that, but that's not what the film says. The film doesn't really show that at all. So, you know, four four three. if you're talking about a one-trick pony who only runs vertical routes, okay, I, maybe that's concerning. But four four three for Jahan Dotson wasn't concerning to me at all. I believe it was uh, T. Frank that I was discussing this with last week where it was kind of the idea of, you know, if he ends up running a four three and has that kind of speed... That's just a cherry on top, icing on the cake. It's extra because yeah. he does all these other things well. And again, I'm like talking like four four three is a major disappointment. It's not. And when you look at, uh, I think it was a couple of the Ohio State uh, receivers who are also very good, and they're running like four three nines, which is exceptional. How did we decide that four one hundredths of a second is a major issue? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that that four four threshold. When you're looking at wide receivers, for example, in this case, where you know there there comes with one sort of not a red flag, but one looming concern about Jahan Dotson is he's not big enough. He's not, he's, you know, he's not stout enough as a wide receiver at 5'10", 178 or whatever. I think that's kind of crap in the, in this day and age because receivers just like him are, are thriving at the next level, uh, especially for the position he plays. So that 4-4 threshold is meaningful to some, but you're right. Like what it's, it's all about that. eye thing. it's like, you know, if something costs a dollar 99 at Walmart and it's $2 at, at Target, there's a mental thing there that that one cent seems to do something to your brain. But ultimately, when you're looking at it and, and playing the game at game speed, which is where Jahan Dotson thrives, 
four hundredths of a second really just doesn't mean a lot. And I understand it when you get to the next level and the size and the speed and you know the passing windows uh, tighten very very quickly. Every little you know bit of speed counts. I just I just don't see it because I think Jahan Dotson in the first place is probably faster than four four three. He certainly plays a lot faster than four four three. Let's look at a couple of the other players. Speaking of the speed, the other guy was Jaquan Brisker. We were hoping or thinking he might be in the four threes, and he ran a four four nine. Again, for safety, that's plenty of speed. And when I saw in the rankings where he was, like about middle of the pack, I thought, geez, is this going to hurt him at all? Until I saw Kyle Hamilton, in case you haven't heard the name, He's the guy from Notre Dame who everyone believes is perhaps a top 10 pick in the entire draft and one of the very best players. He came in at 4.59. So, you know, and a full tenth of a second different. So I don't think there's any concerns about Jaquan Brisker either. Yeah, and I think the way that he plays, I mean, same kind of thing with Jahan Dotson. First of all, I think four four nine for a safety who's in the in the six foot two oh five range. Again, perfectly fine. That's not a red flag. That's not something that's going to boost his draft stock, nor should it really hurt his draft stock. What you see on film kind of supports what that what that four 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 nine is, um, and and I think just looking at what he's able to do with that speed. You know, he, he's everywhere. And it's not because he runs a 4-4-3 instead of a 4-4-9. It's because he's a step faster because he's able to diagnose and see things and has just terrific instincts for the game. And whenever you have that that first step in the right direction all the time, that 4-4-9 doesn't feel like a 4-4-9. Now, I understand, like, it sounds like making excuses for these guys, but looking at what their bread and butter is, Jahan Dotson, how quickly he can get out of breaks um, how purposeful he is, how much body control he has, and how smooth everything he does is. That's the 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 straight line speed number just doesn't mean a ton for him. And I think it's the same thing with with Brisker. You know, he he's physical. He can play in the box. He can he can do all kinds of things. And the speed that he showed, in addition to his strength number there, you know, I, I think it's perfectly fine for for his game. And I, I don't think it hurts him at all. And speaking of strength, Brisker was second in reps uh, with the bench press, so pretty impressive there. Um, a number that did surprise me a bit anyway, Tariq Castro-Fields did come in with a four three eight. Not too bad for, for him. I think he um, he could use a number more so than the other guys. You know, you can look at Jaquan Brisker's production and his film – and it's kind of indisputable. This guy is a football player and through and through. Same thing with Jahan Dotson. You can look at what he's done and the types of catches he's made. I don't think Tariq Castro-Fields has that ironclad resume or that that stop-you-in-your-tracks kind of film. So I think every little thing that he can do to, to work the margins a bit probably helps him out. I think for him... That probably solidifies him to, you know, at least a team or two looking at him maybe in that third round range, if I'm guessing, 
because you know I, I think he shows the raw tools. He's long. He's lean. Um, you know, cornerbacks. You you need six or seven of them on, on your NFL roster, and the guy of a guy who's six one who can run four three eight. I mean, that helps, and it's gonna it's gonna boost him in terms of um, giving him functional value on special teams as well. So I think for Castro Fields, this is a really good step in the right direction for for him. Uh, teams just I don't think teams have really seen the best of him on film. So if, if he's going to show the best of himself at the combine, that's the next best thing. Hitting a couple of the other players, I think Arnold Ibikidi, um helped himself, showing some athleticism, especially with the um, the jumps, the vertical and broad jumps. He he tested very well. He didn't run the forty, but. Um, there's been talk of him sneaking into the first round. He certainly didn't hurt himself in the combine. Yeah, and I think, again, what he did at the combine is a really good supportive prop for what he did on film. And I think when you talk about the the vertical jump and the broad jump for a player of his size and thickness, uh, I think kind of supports the fact that he's a really sudden, sort of violent, quick twitch sort of player. And I think he demonstrated that at the combine. And, uh, you know, I, for, I think for him, the 40 doesn't mean a whole lot either. So I, I don't know if that really is going to turn teams off. But he demonstrated that, that he's more than just numbers on the stat sheet, that he as an athlete is an NFL caliber athlete. And I don't know if teams really had big questions about that, but he did need to validate it. And so, you know, I think these, these numbers, you know, for all these guys, um, it's just another little piece of information for scouts and personnel people to see with their own eyes that Arnold Ebicady, uh is an NFL athlete and they, they, they don't have to rely on film for that. They're not watching game tape. They're seeing in person that this guy can, can very much hold his own. And, uh, you know, wh- whether that gets him into the first round or not, we'll see, but somebody's going to get a really good productive guy who's got an NFL body and NFL athleticism and just a, a good way of getting to the quarterback. And at the same time, had a fantastic 2021 season, but still might be scratching the surface because 2020 at Temple was an abbreviated season. That's where he kind of showed uh, what he could do. Then he validated it at the at the Big Ten level. And now at the NFL Combine, he looks like an NFL player. I mean, I think still the best is, is to come for him. I agree, and I like the way it was just validation. He confirmed, you know, you want to see the results on the field, but you also want to know that they have the athleticism to be there, and this was just confirmation of that. I think he's going will be a steal for someone in the second round, and part of the issue, too, with this is oftentimes it's not just, oh, he's a first-round talent, but what is the demand and what is the supply of defensive end and there's a good number of defensive ends available so and it's kind of the same way with the receivers and Jahan Dotson you know there's a handful of them that are really good and it may just end up being a case of what do you want what flavor of ice cream do you like best do you want the big guy who can you know uh, get the reception over people do you want the speedster who can beat you deep there's the different models, and I think that's going to determine where Jahan Dotson goes. But I don't have any doubt he's a first-round quality player. 
Yeah, I think in both of these cases. So at wide receiver, we've seen this a lot where there are probably, you know, eight to 10 guys who who probably could have first round grades. Not all of them are going to go in the first round. So it does come down to, and where it gets interesting when you're talking about, you know, picks 20 through 32 is you're looking at, you know, most cases, pretty good teams who might just want an additional piece. And maybe that additional piece is Jahan Dotson. Maybe somebody's looking for a smart, quick slot guy that can make an impact in year one. And if you're a playoff team, maybe that if you believe, believe that player can get you over the top, maybe Jahan Dotson is that. And I think I've said this before, too, with Dotson. I think he's going to blow teams away with his maturity and in the, in the interview process. So it just takes one or two teams to really fall in love to, to really um, get your name called early. So he has a chance to do that with all those things. Um, you know, same thing with uh, the defensive end position where, uh, you know, everybody's looking for pe- uh, pass rush. Everybody's looking for pressure off the edge. Um, what you end up having a lot of times are, you know, again, eight or 10 guys who maybe were capable going in the first round who their, their game has a wart or two on it. Uh, it could be injury proneness. It could be your your light. It could be uh, your raw. Uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of things. Maybe you're really really productive, but don't have a high athletic ceiling. So when you're looking at edge guys, you're tr- trying to pick out okay, what flaw do I want? Well, you know, Arnold Abicati. I think you're not looking at the elite of the elite athletes in terms of length and stuff like that. But I think he's a really good mix of production and upside. Yeah, I agree with you on that, and he. He showed it all season long. It wasn't like just one or two games he flashed. It seemed like every game he did something that made you take notice. And that was great to see. Not sure what you were going to get when you go into the transfer portal. Dustin, that's it for quarter number one. Quarter number two, we're going to pick up our series where we project the class of 22. Stay tuned for that. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.